0: welcome to the kingdom is for everyone podcast this is your host matthew hester and this is the place to discuss all things righteousness peace and joy i want to thank our hester ministries monthly supporters for making this podcast a reality you guys also help us do amazing things around the world and i am so grateful if you want to find out more about what we do at hester ministries please go to hesterministries.org for more information also, uh, we would encourage you to go and check out the homepage for this podcast. If you go to Anchor.fm/slash The Kingdom Four, that's the number four, The Kingdom for Everyone, and we've got some great things there. One cool feature we have: you can click on the message tab, and you can leave us a voice message or a question to feature on an upcoming episode of our podcast we want you to be more than an audience here at the kingdom is for everyone we want you to be a participant Uh, Also, it's that time of the year. It's Christmas season. And I pray that this season finds you and your family well, that it finds you full of hope and full of joy uh, for this reason that is worth celebrating. And I just love it because the whole world is celebrating, even people that don't even have any kind of a functional relationship with Jesus. They're singing praises to him. And you know what? I just consider that a win. It is a blessing. Uh, If you'd like to sow into Hester Ministries with an offering for Christmas at the end of the year, again, you can find out more information there at HesterMinistries.org. Okay, well, I want to jump into episode 20. It's hard to believe that at this point we've been doing this podcast now for just about five months. Uh, We got in some data from our podcast host at Anchor, and we were just pleasantly surprised to find out that we have created more content than over 50% of the content creators in our category. And that says a lot, seeing as how we haven't even done it half of this year. And so we're really looking forward to the year 2023. We're looking to more audience interaction. We want more questions. We would love to really... in in whatever capacity we can to truly have a conversation because uh, that's what this resource is intended to be. And we do, again, before we jump into the meat of this, I want to greet our international listeners and supporters. Thank you so much for what you do. It blows my mind and it humbles us that you would take your time to join us each week and listen to what we're sharing and releasing. I pray it continues to be a blessing to you and, and, and really a valuable resource in the kingdom of God. Okay, so episode 20, this episode is called Christmas Lives in Me. Christmas Lives in Me. And, uh, you know, when. so at this point, if you're listening to this podcast right as it comes out, this particular podcast, episode 20, is going to release on December 20th, 2022. So just five days before Christmas of 2022. And so I'm sure we're all preparing. We're all getting ready for family visits. We're buying gifts. I pray that also front and center, we're pondering what it means, both historically and how it applies to us today, that the divine fuses himself with humanity for all time. And we neatly wrap that whole amazing panoramic view into a word. And and so that word, is incarnation. So as we're all preparing to celebrate the incarnation, which simply means God coming in the flesh, uh, which has become known as Christmas, let us remember how awesome that this event actually is. It It was awesome. It is awesome. The word of God left heaven knowing he would never return the same way. The Son of God Basically, he leaves as a spirit, so it descends as a spirit, knowing that once he takes on flesh, he would be limiting himself to a physical body for all eternity. 1 Timothy 2.5 tells us there's one God, one mediator between God and man, the man. And I, you know, in my notes here, I had that capitalized the whole way through in caps, man, M-A-N, the man, Christ Jesus If no one else has told you this, I want to tell you this. It's good news. There's a man in heaven praying for you right now in a body just like the one that you will have. And I can only imagine the conversation he has with the Father realizing that humanity would need a man to relate through to understand the Father as spirit and him telling the Father that he would become a man and be the firstborn of many brethren. It's just a beautiful thought. So I want to continue along this, this line of thought, but before we do, I want to take just a quick 30-second break for some sponsored content, and we'll be right back on the other side. Okay, we're back, and again, picking up on that train of thought on incarnation, Jesus descending as Spirit, occupying a human body, divinity being clothed and fused with humanity once and for all. That, that never is going to be separated so to this day, you have never known a day in your life where divinity did not have some type of fused relationship with your humanity. Uh, God doesn't have to have us recognize him for him to be real or to even be proactive in our lives. And that's something. Uh, and so uh, this whole time of the year is so beautiful to focus on. The, 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 the strong, rich truth of what incarnation is all about. I love Colossians 1.15. It reads, he's the image, speaking of Jesus, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So Jesus, think about it this way, Jesus coming in flesh was not only the greatest act of love the world had ever known, it was also the most selfless act uh, that the world has ever known. And no wonder, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus cries out, let this cup pass from me. But that cry, it was a lot deeper than the physical pain that he was certainly about to endure and that he was about to go through. But uh, you think about this realization, he made a choice. I will look like humanity forever. I will clothe myself. I will join humanity forever. And he came not only to show us what the Father looks like, but he came to show us what true humanity looks like. You realize Jesus is not showing us what potentially humanity could one day be if they were just perfect enough. He's actually showing us what our capacity had always been. So he's showing us live up to your, this, this is who I created you to be. This, the, the Christ life should be as natural to you as walking on the sidewalk, as the air you breathe into your lungs, as having a conversation with a friend. That is what the fruit of incarnation should look like. So the selfless love of Jesus, a servant leader, again the single greatest example that we have of a true human we observe in the life and ministry of Jesus, and as the last Adam, he shows us who we were always meant to be, even before the fall in the Garden of Eden. This is who you were always meant to be. You know, contrary to the the well-known Christmas song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, the first Christmas didn't quite seem that way. It it seemed it was violent. It was oppressive. It wasn't a wonderful time then. And let's be honest, you know, today it's not a wonderful time for many. If you're listening right now and it's not a wonderful time for you, please know that I'm praying for you. I I'm standing with you. There is hope. There is it never stops. There's grace and mercy that are new every morning. I just I just release the joy of the Lord into your heart, uh, which is your strength. You know, but the reality is, you know, you know, I'm here at my home with my wife, my four kids. Uh, you you can't even contain the wonder of this season. But you know, there, there are some who they're not going to hear the laughter of family, but they're going to hear they're going to hear the the sound of the hospital room monitor, the heart monitor. You know, uh, for some, uh, this will be their first Christmas as a widow or a widower, and the loneliness it almost seems unbearable. For others, it'll be their first Christmas since a painful divorce. I mean, yes, it, it's the most wonderful time of the year, except when it's not. Where something good is trying to happen, it just seems like, maybe you feel this way, something bad is always trying to stop it. So how do we maintain wonder when things are less than wonderful? So you gotta think about it. Jesus was born in what we would consider today to be a third world context. I mean, basically under a military dictatorship, it was a society where the majority of the population were oppressed. Only about 10% of the population uh, were born into nobility and lived extravagantly. And you know, this, this kind of adds insult to injury. Some scholars believe that the ruling class demanded as much as 50 to 60% in taxes. There was political corruption, religious corruption. Hey, this sounds a lot like today. Think about it. Uh, Darkness was everywhere when Christ was born. And and Christmas in many ways hasn't changed in the last 2,000 years. Now, it has changed a lot, but there's a lot of ways it hasn't changed. So, I mean, think about it. What caused anxiety then? It it's causes anxiety now. You know, at, at Christmas, we need to be reminded that all of history is in God's hand. You know, I love Psalm 3115. It says, my life, my every moment, my destiny, it's all in your hands. God can birth deliverance in the midst of despairing times. He's done it before. He'll do it again. He continues to do it even now. Let us not be anxious about the course of events around us as if we knew better what time deliverance should come. It is a play on words, but still true. Mary was going to deliver the deliverer. And so when we talk about incarnation, I believe this is one of the tenets of the gospel that really glimmers. It really shines when the the bright light hits the facet of, of the gospel, understanding what Christmas truly means. It's not God being with us, but it is God becoming one of us. I love this quote. I, I ran across this quote for the first time about a year ago, and I recently taught it at our church. I, I just think it's so rich. Uh, from this, uh, the great Swiss theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar. It's a mouthful, Hans Urs von Balthasar. And he says it beautifully, speaking about this kind of love that we are the recipients of. I mean, incarnation is love on display. I will become those that I love. Uh, So this kind of display, true Christianity, that's what it is. And, And this quote, so this is what Hans says, Love alone is credible. Nothing else can be believed, and nothing else ought to be believed. This is the achievement, the the work of faith, to believe that there is such a thing as love and that there is nothing higher or greater than it. The first thing that must strike a non-Christian about the Christian's faith is that it is obviously too good to be true the mystery of being, revealed as absolute love, condescending to wash his creature's feet and even their souls, and taking upon himself all the confusion of guilt, all the God-directed hatred, all the accusations showered upon him with cudgels, all the mocking hostility in order to pardon his creature. This is truly too much. Oh, what a Savior, and how beautiful is the gospel when presented correctly. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that rich? That is what we are anointed to reflect in seasons just like this, reflecting the pure, love-baptized nature and character of God to everyone that we encounter. You know, my friends, I want to encourage you that this Christmas season, that there's grace, (laughs) that uh, with that grace, we're able to give at the very minimum the gift of his love, the gift of his love. And in doing so, we observe the, the, the great command of the better covenant to love others as you have been loved by me. And so we have that command on this side of the cross, loving others and and in doing so, joining with the ongoing work of Jesus, you know, when he sat down at the right hand of the Father, declared it before he was crucified, my work is finished, it is finished. His work is indeed finished, but our work continues as this corporate body. What are we reflecting? Are we reflecting that God just simply tolerates humanity? You know, is that is that what it is? That God's just like, oh man, I, I, don't, I don't have another option, so I'm just going to have to work with these, these numb skulls. So I hope that's not your view of who our gracious Heavenly Father is. God valued you so much that he stooped down to your level. And When I say you, that includes humanity, all humanity. And he said, I love you enough to become you, and in doing so to dignify you, so that you can become my family I want to bring you into places you could never go on your own. I want to love you in ways you could never muster by yourself. I want to show you value you could never fathom. And all of it is a free gift. Isn't that something? So let's celebrate this Christmas in such a way. Don't withhold love. We're going to have opportunities to be around people that are going to aggravate us. Come on, family knows how to aggravate faster than just about anyone. Come on, I know. But keep that love on, that we might reflect his character and nature well. And in doing so, basically share the gospel, you know? You don't have to preach. Just reflect his nature. Love in a way that will blow people's minds. Isn't that something? But it's only possible, I believe, when we have a working grasp on the mystery, the beauty of what it is for God to come to us, God with us, certainly, Emmanuel, but God becoming one of us. Jesus, the Son of Man, by the way, his preferred title, the Son of Man, becoming one of us, that he might save us. And that saving is much more than us confessing our sins. You know, I believe that so much the crux of salvation is about him confessing our identity before his heavenly father. And he does it constantly. Isn't that something? I pray this has been a blessing to you and Um, We might have one more Christmas theme on the other side of this one. I hope this has been blessing you and you're not tuning out, Uh, but it's just right. There's some great truths for us to reflect on during this time of the year, and I want to take that opportunity before we shift gears and get back into some other topics. I'm so excited for the next year. Uh, I'm, I'm just waiting to see the faithfulness and goodness of God on display, and your help is going to go a long way. So finally, before we finish out. I do want to mention Hester Ministries one more time. Just go to HesterMinistries.org, find out more about us. Also, I'd love for you to sign up for Present Truth Academy. Go to PresentTruthAcademy.org, and we would love to have you study along with us, have a fresh encounter with the person of Jesus. That is what our motivation is in providing the school for you. Uh, We've got three years of curriculum and sessions uh, under our belt, and we are already right now working on year four. It is going to be wonderful do me a favor. Uh, If you can't support us financially, can you do this? Like this podcast, share it and leave a five-star review. That would be so helpful so that we can get this in front of more people because ultimately that's what it's about. More people hearing the goodness of God and being transformed as a result. All right, so that's it. So I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, I'll join you next week on the other side of Christmas, for our next podcast. All right, God bless you. I hope you have an amazing week, a wonderful Christmas. And just remember this, if the kingdom isn't for everyone, then it's not for anyone. God bless you.